Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to get the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26 saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What up? What's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brother, B. Austin. What up, B? (laughs) One time, it's time for NFL Madness. Yes, it is. The bull Jimmy the Blueprint will be with us in about 10 to 15 minutes. So the show must go on. This is our 10th annual NFL kickoff special, which means this is basically our anniversary. I didn't have a song queued up, but we definitely got it on the on the on, on the soundboard. But this is basically our ninth anniversary. We did an NFL kickoff special on our very first episode. So this is the first episode of our 10th season, still going strong. So look, make sure you guys keep it locked right here for a very football-heavy show. And if you want to get in on the conversation, sign in right now to the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 minutes after we gamble with Gus. And open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Before we get started, make sure that during the week when we're not live on the air, you check out archive episodes of our show on our own network at warroomsports.com and the War Room Sports mobile app. Also on iTunes, TuneIn, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere. Make sure you do that. Shout out to everybody on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Uh, John Appetit, for all you hungry folk out there, uh, the Broad Street Line for National and Philadelphia uh, Sports Talk. Uh, We also got After Further Review with the Mayor, uh, uh, the homie Savad, and Philmatic 365 on Tissue and the Tape for all you hip-hop heads out there, and a whole lot more. Um, B, man... It's always something crazy going on, man. And this week, you know, bad news. So our thoughts and prayers are definitely with the folks. Uh, first and foremost, the folks of the Bahamas and, and everybody else in every place affected by Hurricane Dorian. I think the Bahamas caught the worst of it um, when it was at, in, its, in its largest and most powerful form. Um, now it's kind of going up the southeast coast. Um, of the United States. I haven't checked on it lately to see exactly what it's doing, man, but uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with those people. Um, and when everything is, is done and cleared, then, you know, we got to get these relief efforts and see what we all can do to help. So, what's up with you, B? How's the week? You ready for football? Hopefully. 
Yeah, man. But uh, hopefully your president doesn't treat the Bahamas the same way he treated Puerto Rico. Legitimately a part of the United States, so if you treated them like that, the Bahamians don't have a chance. <laughs> they don't stand a chance. Um, yo, man, what world are we living in, cuz? What world are we living in, man? I'm I'm not gonna lie, I have not been this excited about football season in a long time. I don't know why. Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. They whiteballing him. People still kneeling. Hip hop stars have sold their souls, but I'm excited still about the NFL, man. Yeah, I, am. I mean, I ain't football is back. Um, taking it from a, a pundit level to a fan level, you know, our team is supposed to be good. That's what everybody's telling me. Um, I, I usually hate that kind of thing, you know. The Eagles and all Philadelphia teams, for that matter, fly better under the radar. Um, attention is not a good thing in Philadelphia. Shout out to the Dream Team of 2011, uh, four wins. Um, shout out to the Super Bowl team of 2017, weren't supposed to make the playoffs. So that's how I like it. That's how I rather have it, and I think that's how you know Philadelphia franchises in general rather have it. But let's get it on. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. It's time for some hot topics. But before we get into the hot topics, you know we gotta gamble with Gus. Um, he's back for a third season. Um, and Hot Topics and Gambling with Gus brought to you by my bookie. All right, War Room, let's talk about how much cash you can make betting on sports at my bookie. The NFL is back, and Gus Griffin is back, and he's about to drop some gems on you for this week. So if you still haven't checked out my bookie, this is the perfect time to jump into that pool. We need you guys to sign up. Come on, help us out here. <laughs> Lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports, uh, pr- preferably the NFL this week. Um, join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. If you guys are tired of getting that treatment from the other services, you know, that stall treatment when it's time to get paid, that's why we earn, urge you to give my bookie a try. If you win, they pay fast and without any hassles. You're basically wasting your time betting anywhere else. Look, join now. And my bookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M for the spelling impaired. That'll activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid. That's all that's to it. And then we give you a cheat sheet to boot because we got the homie Gus Griffin on the line waiting to give you his picks for NFL Week 1. Gus, what's going on, good brother? Nice to How have you. How are you, back. my friends? Good. We Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. Football time, man. Can't you know? It doesn't get much better than this in the life of a a, a sports junkie. So. I just want to tell you that uh, winning is not a prerequisite of being my friend, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good because we're gonna be friends and we're gonna do some winning this season. So. First of all, Gus, you know, how's how's your outlook on your Pittsburgh Steelers this year? Just went went through the schedule. Um I you know, we we tend to play better when people don't think we're going to play well. I think we yeah, get same 10 here, man. It might be a Pennsylvania thing. Well, yeah, yeah, I think we get I think we get 10, maybe 11 wins, maybe 11. 10, maybe 11, I think we'll win the division. 
I just think people need to pump the brakes on the Browns. Yes, they have more talent than they've had. They have more talent than they've had in years. I get that. and But I think the expectations have been so low, it kind of plays a psychological trick on you. Um, so yeah. the team that's better, that hasn't been any good for a long time, people kind of, you know, they kind of over, overdo that. You but again, they have more the talent than they've had. They, they do. They do have more talent than they've had. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I got my Steelers winning that division. And so proven, proven otherwise, they're still the Browns. Like they that's, might find a way brown. to brown it up. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they're going to be exciting to watch. I'm definitely going to tune in to more Browns games that I would have watched in the other season. All right, so let's get to it. Let's start with the big opener, Bears versus Packers. What you got in that one? All right. Now, that's an interesting game. Obviously, um, um, it's a 100-year anniversary, so the league is um, – uh, siding to that old oldest rivalry in the league instead of the traditional defending champs on Super Bowl. Right. And in, any attention off the Patriots is fine with me. You're not going to get any argument from me on that one. <laughs> um, here's, here's my thinking on that. Um, I got the Bears minus three. Um, it, uh, I think the two most stinging losses for the Bears last year were was the opener when they in, in Green Bay when they had the Packers on the ropes. Rodgers goes and out, that, comes back in. The they should have won that game. They should have won that game. There, there's no question about it. They should have won that game. Right. And right. the other stinging loss, of course, was to your Eagles in the playoffs. Um, Double doink. Yeah, so between the two, I think they're going to come out really, really motivated. Not that they need much motivation to play their rivals. Um, Trubisky's made strides. Um, no reason to believe he won't continue to make strides this year. And as for the Packers, they're the same old Packers. They've, they've got the best quarterback in the league in Aaron Rodgers and some offensive weapons. I love Devontae Adams, but they just don't have enough D. And they, they've been pretty much the same team since the Packers last got to the Super Bowl. And I right. just I think the Bears are going to win um, easily covering the three. Yo, All they right. put no they put no money into the offensive and defensive line. It's, like it's amazing. It's amazing. It's just, it's like they it's like the definition of insanity. They repeat the same right. blueprint. Like and I think on some level there who has the potential the potential to be, you know, in the argument of greatest quarterback of all time, but he'll probably never really make it to that argument legitimately because they just won't invest in the in the places that's really gonna help this guy out. It, it's a shame. It is kind of feel is. like they're wasting him. Yeah, that that could be that could be made. Yeah. All right, so the next one we got the Jets, who are supposed to be the, the much improved Jets versus the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Jets minus the three. Le'Veon Bell is back, unfortunately for us Steeler fans, he's with another team. But I don't know what else a young developing quarterback um, could ask for. Um, so he's going to carry a, a lot of the load. He's had a year to save some wear and tear on his body. Um, I, the Bills have a have a very good defense, top five defense last year, but I don't know where the points are going to come from. And so I'll take the yeah. Jets minus three. All right. Um, Panthers versus the defending NFC champions, uh, Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, that's right now. Now, when I sent my original picks to you, it was um, Panthers – plus three that line is down to two now so evidently a lot of people feel the way i do i'm taking the panthers on this one um the rams i think this that that super bowl hangover is that's not some just headline um you know there's no. there's something about losing the super bowl and unless you're the patriots um, everybody, everybody has it except for new england <laughs> except for new england there's something about losing the super bowl 
that just just lingers and it's almost like a sports PTSD or something. Gurley's health is unknown. Um, Cam seems to be healthy for the Panthers, and Christian McCaffrey is a top he's seven eight back man. in the league, and, and not just in fantasy. And he's he, and he's trended towards man. top five, huh? Yeah, he, 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 he was a workout warrior in the offseason. <laughs> yeah, he's a hell of a he's a hell of a back, and um, so I'm taking the Panthers plus the three, and that's actually going to be my upset special for this year. I'm going to do an upset special every week for you. I'm not going to stretch it. If I don't see an upset, I'm not going to pick it, but I'm going to do one every week for you. Right. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, running ever, or are we sliding John Riggins? Uh, oh, that's, that's too early. Too early. Yeah, uh, we're not ready to make that yet. But Right you know. now, you know, I, I got to stay with Riggins, but, but, but he's a hell of a back. Though. I mean, the guy caught over 100 passes last year. And, it doesn't um, seem like even for the better backs in the league these days, it seems like their their careers are a little bit shorter. Like that, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, he might not be able to yo, you know, you know what, push Doug, out as many years Doug, as Rigo was a physical dude. I appreciate your answer because you did not go with the pragmatic answer. You just answered the question. I said, is he the best running back? And you said, man, he caught 100 passes less. Okay, that answered that question. <laughs> Hey, thank you. Definitely. He's, he's a hell of a back. Yeah. All right. And the last game, we have the Cowboys versus the Giants. This seems like a week one game pretty much, at least almost every year. Yeah, that's a league marketing thing. You got New York and you got, quote, unquote, America's team. And, you know, I guess from a marketing standpoint, it makes sense. Um, Zeke is back, got his money, he's ready to go. Um as great as Saquon Barkley is, and he is truly special, he's going to be up against eight-man front. He might even be up against nine-man fronts all year long. There's no outside threat worthy of the Dallas defense game playing around, and this is a defense that literally shut down uh, the great Saint offense last year. But for a poor a non-offensive interference call, they, you know, I don't know if the Saints score an offensive touchdown in that game. Um, I think this could get ugly. Take Dallas minus the seven, and I don't usually do that in division games. But I, again, it's like the Buffalo. I don't see where the Giants' points come from, except the Giants don't have the defense Buffalo has. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. The Buffalo, they're going to be in a position where, you know, the defense is great, but at some point, you know, they're going to complain that the defense yeah. is on the field too long. Yeah, you got to score. Um, you know that yeah, that, that yeah, causes gotta, tension in the locker them. room. You asked the old New York Giants and Lawrence Taylor's days, and early in the early in that Parcells run, you know there was a lot of tension in the locker room because they'd stop dudes, and then three plays later they're going right back out there. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So yeah, Buffalo they're definitely going to need some help on the other side of the ball. All right, so there you have it. Those are the games of the week. Uh, Skyview in the um, the the chat room, he said FOH to Gus. He talking about the 11 wins that you were talking about for your Steelers. Um, full disclosure, Skyview is a Raider fan. Um, <laughs> Good luck with the headache. You, go, you, Good you luck with the headache, Raider fan. <laughs> another team. Huh? I'm wondering if you feel the same remorse for Antonio Brown being on another team, especially after today's news. Hey, you know look, they, look, be careful what you wish for. They wanted him. They got him. He's their headache now. If you can, I wish I was a TV. I'm washing my hands now. You know? <laughs> well, I, I have a feeling, you know, by at some point when they suspend and or release him, 
you know, I have a feeling somehow Antonio Brown's going to end up in New England on his best behavior, or or maybe even the Chiefs. You know, Andy Reid likes to take on those type of projects too. Um, that, that's, that's actually a reasonable. Um, that's a reason. I mean, Randy Moss was with the Raiders, so I mean, you know, you can't are, take a, a player of that caliber. That right you know, there, toxicity, right toxicity that can't coexist in dysfunction. So we'll see. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, we'll yeah, see. Winning cures everything. Even though, you know, right. Antonio Brown didn't even give it a chance yet with the Raiders, but he, he knows what it is. All right, guys, we appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week. All right, I've got a column coming to you about um, how this whole expanded replay will not work and why officiating has declined in the first place. All right, everybody look out for that uh, later on in the week, worldsports.com. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. All right, thank you. All right, no problem. Thank you. Take care. Gambling with Gus, everybody. Get those picks in. Hey, get to mybookie.ag. Promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M. Whatever notes you were just taking, make sure you go in, make your bets. All right, so, um, yo. Yeah, so, so, what up, Jim? More, um, yo, it's like, it's like Gus, it's yo. like Gus Picks, all caps. Biznars. All right, so some more hot topics, man. Before we get back into this NFL thing, Gus mentioned Zeke and his money, so we're definitely going to talk about that in just a minute. I wanted to ask you guys, it's nothing new for, you know, in college football for HBCUs and, you know, other mid majors that aren't necessarily HBCUs to take some crazy losses. We had a couple this weekend. Um, one of them was uh, me and B. Austin's alma mater, uh, Howard University, taking a 79 to nothing thumping against, I'm not going to call them hometown rivals because they never play, but they're all in the area together. Campuses are probably about 30 minutes from each other, the University of Maryland. What was interesting about that is the kid that died on Maryland's team last year, the offensive lineman, he wore number 79. So after they embarrassed us, they tried to act like it was about that. But I actually think it was the, the, the first. I think they stopped. I think they gave us mercy at 79 because they happened to have scored 79. I don't think they were going out with the intention of scoring 79 points because they really – it was 56 to nothing at halftime. They could have scored 100 on us. I think they gave us mercy because somebody probably was like, hey, of mercy. it's his number. <laughs> and they just stopped. But um, other than that, FAMU, Florida A&M University, took a 62 to nothing drubbing to the hands of a fellow Florida school at UCF. Now, what I wanted to ask you guys, because, you know, most of the time, like, you'll get an upset every once in a while. Um, Howard beat Nevada a couple seasons ago. Nevada isn't the same type of team as Maryland, but Maryland isn't the best out there that, you know, there is either. Maryland's going to get their comeuppance in that Big Ten at some point this season. And I guess I'll have to take some solace in that, even though they beat the monkey breaks off us. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, you know, we always talk about the NCAA and we always talk about exploitation. Does that word come to mind at all when you see results like this? Because even though, you know, it's our beloved HBCU, 
you know going in when you take this game that you really can't compete on that level, right? But you have these coaches out here, you know, giving the rah-rah speeches to these kids, making them think that there might be a chance and we can go out here and do this. All the while, the school is just taking this game for a money grab. <laughs> they get checks for this. People out there. There's big checks I mean, in getting I, I your ass whooped by a, a, by a, a Power 5 conference team. So yeah, do y'all think I, that I, it's I think anything wrong with that situation, Jim? I I personally don't, right? I think that a lot of times also your guys want to test themselves against professionals because let's face it, these big mm-hmm. these, these big college programs, they're they're not really mm-hmm. student athletes. I think more of HBCUs, they're real they are real student athletes. Like I, I went to HBCU, so Cats wasn't right. and I also <laughs> went to PWI. So they're really I know the graduating, I, they're really with, getting grades, they're going to yeah, class. Yeah, like at least in, really, at least really in, in the summertime work. they're going to class. They got a good yeah, GPA. So it's like, they go to the cafeteria, and I, not to like Morton's. And I and I guarantee you, our parties are still more lit. And they also mm-hmm. don't want to bring them bands out there because our bands will whoop their ass. But that's either here or there. We won that game. They don't, they don't want that. They don't want that band smoke. They don't want that band <laughs> smoke. smoke. And, I, and our part, our parties are still better though. Our parties are way more lit. But with that being said, man, I think the but also. I think a lot of times the student athletes also want to test themselves against like um, you know, uh, a better competition. Also, was considered the. So I had a little cousin that played um, he played for Dell State and he ended up playing Duke, and he was with it. Like they actually didn't get killed as bad as they probably you know as bad as we thought they would. Yeah. I mean, that Duke. crazy, but but at the end of the day, though, he still talks about the experience. Basketball, the day, like basketball. Basketball. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. But that was the Duke. They should have got that as well. But the thing is, though, like, well, you know, no, it was Duke basketball, but um, it wasn't the best Duke team either. It was a, it was a Duke team with the boy that looked like uh, he looked like um, one of the Dinobots, and he married a chick from the WNBA. Who was the boy's oh, name? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that boy Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boy, yeah, so we played against that team. So it wasn't. Like, it wasn't like one of the best. It wasn't the best new team. Yeah, definitely not because he made the league from it. So you know, had his short. But like my, my cousin was a real. My cousin was a real student athlete. He graduated and he's a working man now. But he's like sometimes he'll still talk about like you know the experience of going against the Coach K team. Like so, for him, you know, it was it was official. Like this is the test his you know test his skills against someone at the league because it's at all. Um, but when you get smoked, I guess you're like, damn. Then you also realize the level of uh, play as someone who's playing professionally. Because as much this. as people don't want to admit it, when you play for them, some of them schools, man, that's prof- they're professionals. It's the minor league. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that angle. That that angle is is somewhat truthful. Um, as someone who has been up close and personal to some, some of those ass whoopings. Um, I, I'm wired a little differently. Uh, so as I was sitting on the bench, because I ain't getting no playing time, I was seething with anger and emotion. And had I gotten into the game, I probably would have been tossed out of the game because I'm wired a little different. Um, I think that I, I, I'm, I'm built. If no one got tossed out of that game, 
then I have to question whether they were there to compete because you're not just going to put 79 on me and walk around and laugh at me like it's okay. I'm just not they, Jimmy? Like <laughs> I, I think, you say? I think the streets is dead if nobody's dropped. <laughs> oh, yeah, the streets is dead if nobody got ejected. But I also think it's different in football than basketball too, though. Like, if you're playing football, there's so many moving pieces. They could have put a bean on you, and you played out of your mind good. And you still yeah, get I mean, those, put those, I think those were the, are where the, the super mismatches are. Like, in basketball, you know what I'm saying? You, I don't, you know, I think those days, I mean, you still no, upset, see them upsets sometimes. happen more often. Right, and we don't, we don't upsets see. Upsets more often in basketball. We don't see the, the big schools just smacking, you know, little schools by 60 like we used to see in basketball. It's a little more, you know, a, a 30-point loss is is something that you're still like, man, they embarrassed them. But we, we forget. You know, cause, we used to cause see thing, much even, worse even, stuff uh, back now, in the day. You're right about that. Even the example I used was a basketball example, which now that I think about it, you're right. It's a, it's a whole different game because in football, there's so many moving pieces. And as we always say, football is won by the fat guys up front. And when you mm-hmm. talk about like college football, that's where they, the biggest difference is between like the smaller schools and the big schools. <laughs> yeah, because cats, cats that be at HBCUs, they be like, they be like five oh. nine, like two hundred pounds, and be on the offensive line. <laughs> be on the line. <laughs> you get to them, you get to them D one schools, doggy. They got they got three hundred and fifty pounders that run a four two. Jim, it's never more pronounced. That fact is never more pronounced than when you see an HBCU team versus a PWI team because a lot of times, especially at a school like Howard, you get cats at the skill position that exactly. could probably exactly at their PWIs or transferred in because they wanted their party life to be a little bit more lit and they knew but they the wasn't tr- necessarily going to leave, but they were good but enough to play cool. But the trenches, yo, our 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 tackles be like Six one and two seventy, their tackles be like yeah. six foot five and three eighty. So yo, they yeah, be three eighty, but they be running like four twos. Dog, <laughs> some of these dudes are so big now and run so fast. I don't even know. I don't even understand what evolution is doing right now. Like yeah. you watch these dudes at the combine sometimes. Yo, yo, not humans no more. It's a race why, of Godzilla's. Why. That's why I laugh sometimes at, like, people who, like, you know, my, my era was better because of this, that, and the third, where they talk about how their era would dominate. I'm like, dude, some of these people just athletically and, and just physically, I, and I don't know whether it's the GMOs or whatever it is, but these dudes be running, like, four twos, and they be 400 pounds and, like, six nine. Come on, cuz. <laughs> that ain't supposed to be possible. <laughs> well, imagine what it's going to be, like, 30 years from now. It's going to be scary. Yo, 30 you. years from now, I don't even know what it's going to be because – Bunch of Godzilla's in town. Like literally. Velociraptors. Yo, games gonna around. look like. <laughs> yo, games gonna look no. like you from a different planet in thirty years, yo. Yeah. So yeah, I like, just wanted to get game. y'all opinion on that because if you think about it, like from the standpoint that you guys talked about, though, you you guys still talked about being competitive as an actual player. I still think the school knows a deal. Like, oh, we gonna get our ass whooped today, but that check gonna clear it nice. You know, and while they're out there getting hurt and pummeled by the the oh, six yeah, nine yeah. four two running three hundred and eighty pound dudes, you know y'all cashing checks that these people aren't even really yeah, going to see because Howard Dad's showing putting it back into the athletic program. And, and again, so, right? That's a one point five million dollars. Basketball and football is different, right? So I get it. 
But I also remember, like, in high, when we played in high school, Dev, and also playing at AAU, when we played against teams that we knew were going to run us out the gym. But that Glenn is Mill. something that I still talk about to this day. Grats. I'm not even glad. I'm, yo, I'm, I remember playing at AAU against Kobe and them squad, and, and I was mm-hmm. like, yo, everybody in this team is going to the league. Hey, and, but it's still something that I remember real, to this day. real serious about his homework after that game. I went, I went home and started studying harder. I was like, because this, this, this is a different level, doggy. I'm two years older than this boy. This boy I had on 360. Like, but anyway, like, I, so I'm like, you know, but I, but that's what I'm saying. So I still like the experience. But your perspective, Dev, is coming from the school. I think they get that too. But if you ever hear a school tell it, a lot of times, like some of the smaller schools, like um, I've heard Gonzaga say, one of the ways they got to be the Gonzaga that exists today was taking those games and getting exposure and getting better players and getting better players. And, like, it's a process. Yeah. Not saying that the HBCUs are doing that, but I've heard schools actually say that before. How about that? In this case, it would be a long process. <laughs> people are going to be like, man, last time I saw y'all on TV, y'all was getting y'all ass whooped. But, um, but no, I, I, I get that. And like I said, it's a little easier in basketball because Gonzaga is now like a basketball power, even though they're still considered a mid-major by many. Um, yeah. All right, so, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys finally come to terms. Um, by the numbers on paper, he is now – the richest running back in the history of the league. Um, we know Ty Gurley had gotten that $45 million guarantee. Um, Zeke Elliott, his contract, the extension takes him to, I believe, like eight years, $90 million, $50 million guaranteed. But we all kind of know how these NFL contracts are smoke and mirrors, and he'll never see most of that contract. But even the guarantee is kind of smoke and mirrors in this. I was reading a breakdown of the the contract. Um, and like I said, let me give you the raw numbers again. Uh, six six new years because he still had, I believe, two left, um, including this year. Six new years at ninety million dollars added on, yeah, to the already existing two years. Um, Fifty point five million dollar in guarantees, but they're structured in a way where. I don't even think it's $50.5 million in guarantees, but it looks good because he looks like he surpassed Ty Gurley. Um, They said the deal is just over $28 million in true guarantees, including a $7.5 million signing bonus and an option bonus worth $13 million in 2020. Um, They said if he's on the roster on the fifth day of the 2020 league year, his 2021 salary becomes guaranteed, which means, you know, if, if he's on the roster next year, then boom, he gets next year and he gets the, the next year after that guaranteed. Um, and it says if he's on the on the roster the fifth day of the 2021 league year, his 2022 salary will be fully guaranteed. Now, to me, that's a lot of trickery involved in that. Because you know, that within the next year or two, they can still cut this dude, and the stuff after that won't be guaranteed. So, it's a smoke Yo, and mirrors like more contracts. <laughs> more contracts sound like it came from Aaron's arena center. Right, and it and it sounds like he ain't read it. <laughs> he just wanted. He just said, "Look, just make sure that make sure people think I get more than girly." Like, period. <laughs> you know, all right, we throw you a fifty dollar. Uh, fifty million, fifty and a half million dollar guarantee. It's it's weird, man. When you go I think I think that was a way. I think that was a way for both parties to save face, though. You know what I'm saying? Like right, with all, with right, all the right. nonsense going on between them two, 
that was that was like a compromise for both for both parties to kind of like save face and still exactly. come to work. When they That's came out, Jim, when they said six for ninety and fifty million guaranteed, you kind of sat back and thought like, well, then what was that all worth? If they were just going to make him the highest paid back in the league anyway, so. What was all the back and forth about? But then when you break, when you see the actual breakdown, you can see like, oh yeah, like Jimmy said, it was kind of a safe face move. All right, you get to say you got ninety and fifty guaranteed. Um, we get to write all this bull crap into your contract that you know you ain't gonna read, and <laughs> we cut you in a couple years, and you won't even get the fifty million that everybody's saying that you're guaranteed. So they said the true guarantees on this twenty eight. Um, a little bit over $28 million. Either way, Zeke got his bag. Now, what do they have left over to deal with Dak Prescott? Um, they also have to get uh, Amari Cooper done. Um, I heard an interesting take from y'all man, Rob Parker, and he was saying the fact that they didn't pay Dak yet and they did this type of deal with Zeke Elliott shows that they don't feel confidence in Dak Prescott because they made sure they got his running back done first since, you know, everybody kind of says he's kind of reliant on what Zeke does in the backfield. Y'all think it's any, anything to that? Oh, oh they, just feel like they had a generational I, talent at running back and they needed to pay him. I feel like every time I, I think, hear one of these running back numbers, I feel like I think about how Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell played himself because yeah. He he don't have that much guarantee. Like yo, for him to sit out that year, like that's crazy. It's, it's your, your man playing himself too. We'll get to that after B. Austin uh, says his piece. But your man Melvin Gordon playing himself the same way. And he ain't Le'Veon yeah. Bell, so he need to chill. Yeah, um, not even good. Um, what do you think, I B? Do you think this contract is an indictment on Dak in any way, or do you just think they like, look, we got a generational running back, we got to pay him because everybody talks about how. You know, running backs, you can find them a dime a dozen, which is true these days. But you might not be able to find Zeke a dime a dozen. So, yeah, you call. might not be able to find a dude that wears a halter top that's that nice. That's that's a rarity. Um, I believe that it's a little bit of both. I definitely think that he is top three running backs in the universe um, at, at this time. And so you have to make him a priority. And let's face it, being completely honest, like, it's not even about the opinions of pundits or the opinions <laughs> of fans. Like, look at the way the Cowboys run their offense in in 2019, in 2018, in 2017. They run the ball. They run the ball in a league that's predicated on passing. And so they've built their offense around a generational talent. They know he's a generational talent. And from what I've seen from Dak, Dak was drafted in the fourth round. His production to me is that of a third-round quarterback. So maybe he's one low, third, fourth round. You can find who and what Dak is in the later rounds. And so, um, I mean, based on timing, he probably is going to get way more money than he should. But – I don't think they're going to reset anybody's market with Dak, and I don't think he will end up being a top five QB. Um, I could be wrong, uh, but I think it's. Imp- I, I mean, it is Dallas, but I think it's impossible that they reset the market with Dak Prescott's contract. I was cracking up because 
uh, Skyview <laughs> chat room. Yeah. He, 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 he on one tonight. First of all, out of the blue, he was like, FOH to the judge in the Meek Mill case. He's like, yeah, I'm watching a documentary. He's wearing a Sixers uniform, so it's sports related. Um, Skyview, I actually watched <laughs> that documentary for the first time today as well. So I'm like, FOH to that chick too. Um, then he said, sport, S-P-O-R-T-C, smart people only read the contract. <laughs> Z game smart. Because <laughs> it ain't, yeah, it's a little different than what we're thinking. I mean, he's still got big money no matter how you slice it. Especially yeah, for a running I, I wouldn't back even say he didn't read it. My thing is, he, he was in a situation <clears throat> where what was he going to do? Like, he had to take it at this point. Like, yeah, so, I mean, because yeah. another Plus, thing is this. Another thing is this, right? You did the research to break it down. Us, 99, us 99% about, right. of people only read the headline. So, like, mm-hmm. right. no one even no, knows what you're saying. but that's the same thing. Everybody, you got you got to make appearances because if, if you work, you know, if you have a career, if you work a job or whatever, you know, somebody asks you how much money you make, you ain't going to tell them how much money you make after taxes. So, <laughs> you don't give them a big number. You know what I'm saying? You don't give them a big number right. that you've never yep. seen in your life. So that's just how that's just the way of the world, man. You gonna you gonna try to come off as as well as you can, and he had to come off with that fifty. Um, <clears throat> all right, so we'll see. They, they're saying they're gonna throw him right in the mix. Um, they're asking uh, Coach Garrett about his quote unquote pitch count for this upcoming game. You know, because at first I saw reports that oh he might get eight to fifteen touches. And I'm like, well, the only reason that y'all can even say that is because y'all are playing the Giants. If this was a bigger game, if this was a, a better team that they were playing, they were going to throw him in there, and he was going to be the, the usual part of the game plan that he always was. But I think they disrespected the Giants a little bit, talking about pitch counts in the first place. <laughs> They're like, oh, we playing the Giants, so we can ease him into the to the flow. So we'll see how that, that goes. Um what else happened this week? Your man Jared Goff, he got broke off. Um, <laughs> Jared Goff, something proper. He, he got to get now. These quarterbacks be getting some real guarantees out here, and he got a guarantee. They had to make sure since he was a pick ahead of him, he got a guarantee, and he actually made a Super Bowl appearance. I don't like. I'm not saying that. I don't. I'm not one of these fans that act like. Um, Carson Wentz doesn't have a Super Bowl ring because if Carson Wentz isn't the the leading contender for the MVP and the Eagles aren't what eleven and one or something crazy like that when he gets hurt then twenty seventeen never even happened so I kind of we don't make the Super Bowl. to hear people like exclude him from that Super Bowl mix just because he wasn't actually on the field it's crazy how fans talk these days they act like dude played two games and got hurt like he had them in the number one seed. <laughs> Because um, remember, when Foles came in, they weren't exactly burning it up for you know for the remaining games of the regular season. So you got to give that man props on what happened that season. But Jared Goff actually made an appearance in the Super Bowl. Um, he was the number one pick, while Carson Wentz was the number two pick. So they had to make sure they gave him like two million more dollars in guarantees. So his contract. Um, my my numbers just went away from me. This contract is something like 124 million with 110 million dollars in guarantees. Um, 130, 130, 134, 134 with, with 134 uh, 110. 110. Okay, 
Now I I didn't I couldn't find a a breakdown of that, so Jack I don't know Patty. if it has smoke and mirrors like Zeke's contract. It ain't like Dak, but it ain't like Dak. They know white men right. Unlike what you just said, be with uh with Dak Prescott, they have kind of reset the market <laughs> with Jared Goff. What, what's your thoughts on this contract? Um. I, you know, again, you got to go with the market and not, you know, what your personal feelings are about overpaid athletes. Um, do you think he can ball? Yeah, I do. I do. I think he's right on the cusp of that second tier to third tier. Sometimes it depends on what depends on what game you're catching up. Um, I, I think he's a quality starter. I think he's a quality starter. <laughs> Call bull quality. Well, you know, he, he <laughs> last season he had uh, 4,600 yards passing, 32 touchdowns, and, and led the Rams to a Super Bowl appearance. Um, they couldn't get any offensive God. production or even score in the Super Bowl, but that's a, a whole different thing. I mean, shoot, when you think about it, the Patriots couldn't either. The Rams defense did what they were supposed to do. So that's the only indictment right now that – the talking heads and the fans have with Jared Goff because they did get to the Super Bowl, but they couldn't do anything in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I think he's a good quarterback. I mean, and he has a very good offensive-minded head coach. He doesn't have Jeff Fisher up there almost ending his career. So, before before it began. Yo, Jeff Fisher, that, that, that thing is real, man. Like, Jeff Fisher makes guys look like they cannot play football. Steve Air McNair is probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and we just don't get to see that because of Jeff Fisher. If he's that good, <laughs> what would he have been with, like, Andy? No, I'm serious. What would he have been with, like, Andy? No, no. I understand what you're saying, but even that, even in that situation, at that time, Jeff Fisher wasn't an absolute dinosaur yet, and the stuff that they were, were doing – was still being done in the league. So, you know, th- that could be the situation. McNair could be way better than we think he is, or he could have been exactly what he was. The, the the knock we have on Fisher now, when you come to the later days with, like, Foles and, and Goff and those guys, is that he was still trying to do the exact same stuff he was doing 10 years ago. Game-passing by, Game-passing by. Right. So... That's the thing. He was still, he was still, still trying to run the wing tee. He was still he was running like, we plays. Run that Steve McNair. <laughs> Yo, McNair could come out of the grave and, and run the offense for the Rams a couple years ago. My man was running student body left, student body right. Man. Die, die, Yo, die. Man, I, I, <laughs> your, man, your man Jeff Fisher be out there running 34 dives with the fullback. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thirty-four dive, twenty-three dive, twenty-eight pitch. Like, come on, man. Yo, you know what though? You know what? We we shouldn't even we shouldn't even be really mad at QBs and resetting the market and all that talk. My man Jimmy Garoppolo got big money for seven games in a pornography movie. Like, come on, man. So it he's really the one that 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 reset and messed all of this up. Because he got paid bread for seven games in a blue movie. Like, he's it. He's the guy that ruined it. We'll see. We'll see. 
Um, this guy he was like random. DeMarco Murray only played seven seasons. That's about right for a running back. He was overrated from the door. So you know, that's, that's about right. But that's about right for him. He couldn't turn left or right when running. Yeah, so. he was chilling. He was like he was like Herschel. He was like Herschel Walker 2.0. Like no hip game paused that at all. <laughs> Yeah, but um, my man, my man could only run in the direction he was pointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got one more, one more thing I want to talk to you about. Well, actually, two before we take some calls. Um, LaShawn McCoy was cut by the Bills. Came as a surprise to a lot of people. I guess I wasn't surprised because I had kind of heard the rumblings a week earlier. Um, and. You know, I, I kind of knew that it had a great chance of happening. Um, they showed you by some of the pickups they made in the offseason that it was possible um, that they were going to move yeah. on. But they cut him, and he landed in a soft spot. He was cushioned by the belly of Andy Reid, somebody he's very familiar with, somebody he trusts, and somebody see what you did there. is on the brink of winning a Super Bowl if they could just get over those last little bit of mental humps. Not even, you know, performance types, just mental pumps. Jumping off sides at the wrong time. But um So basically they got they need to get over Andy Reid being their coach. <laughs> Pretty much, Andy's just not a finisher. Andy's a hell of a coach. And he you will not call him, you know, Mariano Rivera at any point. Um Will Mitchell is the challenge flag. What do y'all think? I mean, I yeah. think that's a, I think it's a great pickup for the Chiefs. Oh, um, I, I think it's yeah. a great yeah. landing spot for, for, for. Right, right. Like, dude just fell out of a bad situation where they basically disrespected him and had a chance to get a ring. So can't complain. Uh, I, I don't. And I'm gonna and take the GM. He drafted him. Yeah, the GM perspective on this, it, it it's a win for everybody because he's 31. He just came off his first real bad year. Alibi that bad was due to injury. So your injury, so now you're like, okay, is he going to heal and return to Shady of old? And this is just an anomaly. Or is he going to turn into Sean Alexander after dude turned 31 and he disappeared from earth like Bison Daylight? So it's like you don't know what you're going to get with a 31-year-old Shady McCoy. So what they were also looking at is my man was slated to make damn near $7 million this year. I'm not paying a $7, I'm not paying a $7 million, almost $7 million salary to a 31-year-old back coming off of an injury. I'd rather get that done in the draft and drop him, and he ends up landing it with the Chiefs. Now, if he's 85%, 90% of what he was, yo, but they don't, they, came up. they probably don't even need him to be, though, because they have other running backs there. Like, they didn't bring him yeah. over there like, oh, you're going to be our man. Like, Shady's going to be the change of pace. He's going to catch some some passes out of the backfield. He's going to be depth for, for that Kansas City mm-hmm. team that's already dripping with talent. They only had to pay him $4 million um, like Jimmy said, I think it's a great move for all all parties involved. He could he could end up with a with a with a Super Bowl this year. Um, but we shall I, see. I think he could. I think he could have started ass on the right side of the, the line of scrimmage before the snap. You know, maybe he can get a Super Bowl. Um, 
Speaking of shady, his former team, the Philadelphia Eagles, reportedly made a trade offer for holdout Charger running back Melvin Gordon. The Chargers have totally just told Melvin Gordon, like, you're not as good as you think you are. Kick rocks. You have permission to seek a trade. You know, we are not paying you what you what you're asking for. Like his play seemed kinda <laughs> weird too. And we mentioned Le'Veon Bell earlier. Like if you thought Le'Veon Bell played himself when he was clearly the best running back in the league, then what the hell is Melvin Gordon doing right now? They either about to force his hand, he about to suit his ass up, or he's just gonna sit on the sideline looking stupid because <laughs> the charges they don't seem like they're trying to budge on this. But they want Yo, more for uh, him. The Eagles tried to get over. They tried to offer Jordan Howard and a swap of some mid-round picks, and the Chargers told the Eagles FOH. <laughs> I, it shows, I, I've really, always thought. Okay. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it shows yeah. that Howie, was, Howie is cool with the Eagles running back situation. They're kind of deep at running back right now. But he wanted to see, you know, maybe I can, since, you know, we know that this isn't going to end well between them. Maybe they're desperate. Maybe I can just throw them a weak offer. They said no. How we moved on, you know, back to business as usual. Yo, man. Jordan Howard, his feelings oh, shouldn't be hurt. Stay away from the crack, which I think is pretty good advice. Unless you can manage it socially, Dan. If you can manage it socially, then go for it. But not a lot of people can, you know. Yeah. So, you know, because somebody mentioned to me, like, oh, Jordan Howard knows that we tried to trade him now. He's going to be in his – he does, He can't afford to be in this field. He's a, he's on a one year contract. He's in a contract year, so he got to go ball out no matter who he's playing for, and no matter who tried to trade him. So I'm not worried about that at all. Hey yo, hey Tobias, we be with you in a minute, man. We know you about to get fired, man. Calm down. But um, Melvin Gordon is strong. <laughs> to put it uh in Philly colloquialisms, Melvin Gordon is drawing um. And I guess he's running back to like, look, let me see what I can get because I'm gonna be out of here real soon. Mm-hmm. Turning into Zeke, they also. I, I, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess that's it. He has a very overinflated opinion of his value to the game, to the league, to himself, to his family. Like, I mean, he's. I, tough. I don't even know that he's a top ten that. back. Nah, I, he's I don't a think he's ten back. He's a top ten he's back. Top ten. You can't name. Yo, be also you mad? You wild, disrespectful right now? Yeah, you're not like we ain't saying all that now. All right, compile the list. You only got one, two, three, four, five, right? You can't name better back because he's he's had injuries. So you know, when healthy, he's a very very good running back. You ain't gonna name. The greatest availability. He's in the top ten. It's availability. The greatest ability is available. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, he in the ten. But but yeah, he's still, I mean, he's still playing himself at the end of the day, no matter how you slice it. Oh, I'll see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do how that, how that works on him. See how he tried to get his dupe on, and I'm cool with that because it's basically showing no. that they're all in again for this season, and how he's willing. Go to Go and do get your money, to. little duffel bag boy. <laughs> Uh, Skyview said Melvin Gordon is still living off his college days like the El Bundy or something. <laughs> um, it's a lot only, of only Melvin that, man, man. With <laughs> Harold Melvin was a thief, yo. Harold Knowles. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. That's, 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 wrong dude. Harold <laughs> Melvin.
Brooklyn and the Blue Nose, brother. I was thinking about Frankie yo, Beverly. Harold, Frankie, Harold Frankie, Frankie Knows now. Yeah. She brody that song. Um, yo, Harold yeah, Melvin was playing Teddy Pendergrass like $5 an hour, and Teddy Pendergrass was the lead singer. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> nobody feeling like Harold Melvin. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the phone line. Since Tobias is mad. <laughs> Teddy, like, calling in from Arizona. What up, Tobias? What's going on? Man, I'm about, hey, I'm going to need Rock Nation to pay for my unemployment. How long y'all been taking, man? Uh, oh, you know. <laughs> you better, you better, grab, better grab you a bag of hats. I know, <laughs> Here's a couple of things. Here's a couple of things. First, before I yell at my buccaneers, Zeke Elliott, the white girls are back. Now, Zeke, he about to be on a yacht with, Ch- with Chandler Parsons, who somehow he's still in the league, and um, Blake Griffin. He's going to be on a yacht now. Chandler Parsons is still in the league because those contracts are really guaranteed. So people like, hey, <laughs> like might as well not waste the money. <laughs> might as well at least yeah. have a practice <laughs> dummy for all this money we're paying him. I don't even think Chandler Parsons plays anything other than Rico Hines pickup. <laughs> hey, hey, I haven't guy. seen him play basketball in a long time. Right, hey, y'all talk Melvin Gordon, right? The Chargers is the one franchise you don't want to hold out on. They got the rookie scale, and they still got cats holding out. Can they try to short them on that? That's the wrong organization. He should have taken the scale. I'm not going to front, though. The scale is really unfair to running backs because their shelf life is so short. Like, they could be really done from their prime by the time they're out of their rookie contract. Saquon. So I I can see why they're pushing so hard at this point. Yeah. Because they're they're the forgotten position in the league at this point. So here's, yeah, the, the here's scale the is not fair for them cats. I know people like Fred. They say like running backs are bomb a dime a dozen. Couple things on that. One, they're a dime a dozen. How the hell did Tampa Bay Buccaneers start Peyton Barber? Uh, you know, it could be a ten yard hole. <laughs> he like, he like a bad dime a dozen. Why we ain't got one? <laughs> hey, he could open a ten yard hole for the guy. He only gets two. But uh, <laughs> uh, but also. Zeke yeah. Elliott, Saquon, hey, even though yeah, because even though I think Saquon shouldn't have been drafted by the Giants because they're in the rebuilding ways in the prime years, but him and Gurley, those are playmakers where you have to account for the run in the past. Yeah, they talk about C.J. Anderson, but they knew they weren't using C.J. The Patriots knew they weren't using C.J. Anderson in the past game, but Todd Gurley had to account for him in the past in the run, and that's the difference that people are missing out on. That when they talk about some these top running backs shouldn't get paid because that is a matchup nightmare. Now you got a linebacker guarding them, and let, name me a linebacker whoever was able to hold Saquon or like or Todd Gurley. He was healthy. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but you know what though? Bucks still need one though. You ain't lying. Hey, I'll gladly play for Zeke. Hey, hey, we got plenty of white girls that I, I can fly out there for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Zeke. <laughs> but but you know what, though? Here's the thing. Y'all talk about Jared Goff also. People don't – like, sometimes with quarterbacks, you're paying for potential. And it's like – like, before that Chiefs game, he lit up the Chiefs. But I saw this on Twitter where after that Chiefs game, he only had seven touchdowns, eight picks, one touchdown, two interceptions in the playoffs. Good team great coaching. And so I'm not knocking him. You take the money. 
but I I just think that sometimes these court the rookie scale got it where he got paid quarterback based on potential. Hence my favorite quarterback, Jimmy G. Somehow they say he's rusty. The dude's always been damn rusty. He ain't played ten games yet. <laughs> they ain't talking about he's rusty. Uh but but you you have to pay him because it's so hard to find one and to be hard and hard to get in a position to find another quarterback. Plus he has a great coach in Sean McVay. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, I spoke about that earlier. He has an offensive-minded coach out there, pretty much making everybody look good. It's crazy to yep. see that, though. You know, you, you see yeah, coaches having success that came from Washington, and then Washington still can't get off the schneid yeah. themselves. But their staff goes everywhere and becomes successful. It's, and it's a lot of times it's luck where you go to also because. Mahomes was t- it's like somehow Cliff Kingsbury it's like he worked in Mahomes, but somehow he was under five hundred, one of the great quarterback talents ever. But yet he gets a job. But a brother can't get a job to save his life, you know. But anyway, uh, like my Buccaneers, right? At worst, man, I'm mean, not at worst. At best, I think they will finish seven and nine. Because if y'all watch that Cleveland Browns preseason highlights, where uh, five sacks within the first quarter and a half. <laughs> the offensive lines are sealed. You got guys that no one no one can pick up on a bye week of fantasy football on a run, on a run, run game, and uh, the defense they're still get this. JPP ain't been cut. He got ten million on his on the books. Me and salary cap help. The dude broke his neck and he still got him on the roster. Hoping he come back in December. What the fuck? <laughs> what does this make? What does this make? And by the way, and we also we need a pass rusher. We drafted a middle linebacker. I know the middle linebacker is going to be good, but you got to get the pass rusher. No one, hey, Ray Lewis is probably the greatest middle linebacker ever seen. The Ravens still took John the same draft ahead of him at left tackle. Derek Brooks on my Bucks was drafted the same year as Warren Sapp. Guess who went first? Warren Sapp. You know. It's now like gotta get the pass. The pass rush is very important on defense. Like, hey, here's the thing. Know, also, they talk about we, if, you we have a pass, a if you have a great pass rush and a and a bad secondary, you can still be successful. If you have a great pass rush and a great secondary, you can be dominant. So it all starts. Kansas City. Know that. Kansas City has a, had a great pass rush last season and a bad secondary. That still gets you games because you can affect the quarterback. But if you're relying on some guy named Carl Nassib. Whoever the hell that is. <laughs> now, you know. you, before you go, Skyview uh, said in the chat room, he said, Epiphany, Kaepernick fits the Buccaneers. <laughs> everybody everybody hey, trying to put Kaepernick everywhere. We, hey, we haven't Ka- given up on um, on uh, Jameis yet, Skyview. So they don't need Cat. This could be Jameis and Hey, hey Tobias, who but, Alabama play this week? Hey, if I was on church school, me and my lady going to brunch this week, uh, this weekend. But uh, but but can I touch on something about this? Like, now nah, I know my quarterback right. ain't been great. Hurry right? up, man! There's other people waiting, man. Hurry Maybe up. It's taking forty-five minutes. But anyway, uh, here's the thing. Uh, like my quarterback hasn't been great, right? But I think also people are talking about oh he has all these targets, but what good is all those targets if you can't run the ball and you can't block? And, I, and I've always said this: you can replace this guy. But if you still got the same team structure, you're still gonna go nowhere. Cause I said it's not go. Yo, Tom. At, at what Tom point are you gonna give up? At what point are you gonna give up on this dude, man? Cause I, I see, I see you give him more. You give him more excuses than anybody else. 
Hey, but hold on, hold on. But, but see, the thing about excuses, like two years ago, right, they, they lost like 11 games. But five of those games, they gave them the lead and the defense threw the lead. How, what can you do when you have a historically black, bad defense? No, but what I'm saying is you don't, you, don't seem to, you don't seem to give any other young quarterback any of the same excuses that you give him. Which is why Jimmy they G about to light all up. They have better <laughs> team. Look way better than both. <laughs> Yo, hey. Tobias craps on every young quarterback. I don't think y'all pay attention. Tobias craps on every young quarterback like in the league. Home. Which is why, I, I was which is why Jimmy G, Jimmy, Jimmy G about to light all up. Except for the MVP. Jimmy G, ain't, Jimmy G hasn't even played yet, and he's being anointed. That's he gonna light y'all up. Problem is, he's gonna light y'all up this week. That's why. Because the defense sucks. Hey, he's about, to light, he's about to light y'all up. Yeah, he's banning Joe Flacco, whack ass. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Probably. What I care. Hey. All right, no, guys, oh, hey, 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 Dad, hold on. Watch What's the football up, and the Broncos suck again. But once they win the Super Bowl, he's going to be like, hey, man, the movement worked out. Uh, <laughs> no, I ain't going to say nothing. I, I ain't said nothing last time they won. All I'm, I'm going to say is. All I'm gonna say is Jimmy G about to he about to light y'all up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, right. when he throws five like he did in practice, they're gonna make all the juices for him again. Talk about he's rusty. Just because anyway, of all easy. your slander, you slander all, all right. you slander all young quarterbacks except yours. <laughs> y'all can argue in the chat. <laughs> yeah, he, he, this this might this is the make it make or make or break year for me as far as I'm concerned with um with Jameis. Like we can't keep he can't keep living off the potential tag. Um, we got the homie Nas on the line from out GA. What up, Nas? What's going on, man? Ain't nothing, man. I'm good. How y'all boys, man? Pretty good, man. Oh, man, we're pretty ready good. How about ready for some CTE? <laughs> hey, I, I got some some homework from the little brother, so I'm feeling good, man. Little bro put me on somebody named Rome Streets, so I've been listening to that all day. So as old dude. Like, it feels good to find some hip-hop that you can listen to a little bit. You know what I mean? Check that out. Roll the street. street. Yeah, I don't know if y'all own them yet, but, yeah, buddy, yeah, he's kind of nice with um, but, uh, uh Where are you from? Not that it, it matters. Yeah, but... New York. New York. Okay. Right. One of them bar-type bar dudes. When I asked that, because, you know, <laughs> cats got bars everywhere these days. Right, but right. I was I was just looking to see, like, what kind of accent I'm going to expect. Like, a lot of our southern supporters ain't gonna like this, but even when you got bars, sometimes it irks me to hear that accent <laughs> in music. Hey, 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 I had hey, to, bro, look, like hey, I'm a man. big fan. It took me a while. It depends I'm though, because like, yeah. sometimes, Dude, I, sometimes I enjoy it. I find it, I find it actually entertaining. Oh, it's, like Ti, like, Ti wouldn't be Ti if he ain't had that southern accent. You think right. he wouldn't be Ti if right. he finished his his words? <laughs> if he said the end of the word. <laughs> 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 No, no, but that's we, what I'm saying. We, we it took me a while with him, but now, age, we, like, I we wouldn't can't have keep it playing anymore. throwbacks on our streaming all the time. We got to get on some of some of the stuff young folk listening to. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I've even been, and, and Jimmy, no, this is hard for me. I've been on some of the mainstream young folks stuff lately because, you know, when I'm in the car with my now eight-year-old, you know, I let them listen to that serious station, the, the heat. Because they play current stuff, but they bleep out the cursing. So, you know, that's a perfect station to listen to. Because usually on series, wow. you know, everybody's just letting loose. So, you know, I've been listening <laughs> to a lot of The Baby and 
all that stuff. No, the, the, young, the young boy, the young boy, <laughs> I, I, the young boy right now, um, Nodge, I've been trying that I listen to and I like his album is a uh, YBN Cordae. Um, okay, I have to look him up. YBN yeah, Cordae. YBN Cordae. He, he has a new album and he's like a, I guess you would call him mainstream, but his album is pretty dope. It's, it's, it's it has that uh the old school feel, but he's a young boy. But you know, right? Some out yeah, there. Get, get, Give, give me that feel like I just rolled something up. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me, give me that go. feel like go. hip-hop with it. Like, that, that's, but, but hold on, man. Like, I, I, I don't want to be the guy who comes behind callers and says they're wrong, but I am that guy. So, like, <laughs> okay. Like, people aren't paying these quarterbacks because I think it got potential and it might turn into something. It's because of this. The NFL has made it to where, you know, we see Black Monday every year. They made it to where it's a business that operates on the idea of short-term success or you're fired. So within that framework, if you're a coach and you've got a guy who's adequate, not even great, just adequate, you're forced to keep him because if you try to go through the process of finding another quarterback or finding a better one, you won't have the job security around to be, you know, to be there for it. There's a few coaches who have that kind of you know, security, but for the most part, nobody does. So basically Street. you're telling the org, hey, I can win with this guy. I can do this and that. So that's how you end up with Jared Goff and Dak and all these guys who will get ridiculous contracts. And, I mean, just honestly, if you were to coach, what would you do? Like that's a hell of a risk to take in a market that doesn't really, I don't know, reward people for taking the, the proper risk, honestly. In the Pat Mahomes yeah. situation, I mean, Andy had that, you know, Andy had that security, so he was able to pull it off, but. But go ahead, outside of Andy, outside of Andy and Belichick, who really even has job security outside of those two? Right, right. So, so that's why you're in such a difficult situation where guys got to say, okay, we'll take this mediocre guy, and I'll do everything I can to win with him within my system. So, I mean, it is what it is. Do I think Jared Goff is good? No. Do I think he's a mediocre to average quarterback? Yes. And in this point in time <laughs> in the NFL. If you got, you know, pieces around it, then, you you know, people will roll with that as long as you got pieces around what it. What a time but to be hell. alive. Y'all killing my man, Jared is, Goff. Is no man, I think he's better than that. <laughs> he's not, he's yeah. not Yo, top of the league. Watch him, you know, should watch be the highest paid quarterback. Three girly injuries. Jared Goff. girly injury. That'll tell you everything you need Yo, to know about Jared Goff is close to being a piece of feces. Um, he's like a <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because I no, because they, I well, mean I, I agree with that. Like, when Gurley is there, into his helmet. Like, go ahead, my bad. <laughs> I think when Gurley with Gurley there, he's a whole different player. Without Gurley there, he's he's he, he plays kind of girly, but don't even ask how. But the thing is, I, I just think that I just think that um, it's interesting that you said that because now it's got me thinking. I did this. There's only two coaches. In the entire league with job security, that's kind of crazy. I, I never thought about that. Like, there's literally two guys. Coaching yeah. is right. crazy, it's, right? Because because what are like, you selling in the NFL? You're selling parity and you're selling the idea of we'll get them next year. And if we retool the whole, you know, GM or the coach or whatever, you say you can sell your fan base on the chance that you have a shot at the playoffs or being relevant. Yeah. So it's that part of the process yeah. too. You see what I'm saying? Selling doom franchises that's crazy, and man. fan bases, the, you know, the idea that they got a shot. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy taking a job knowing, like, yo, I'm taking this job just until I get fired. Like, I've taken a lot of jobs <laughs> in my life. I don't think I've ever taken a job where it's like, yo, 
they gonna fire me eventually, but let me get this money. So so stay on the conference calls with other coaches in case somebody else gets a gig and you get pulled on the day staff if you lose. So you know that's why they do all the breaking bread and and friend of a friend and all of that. That's, that's why people stay yeah. in those circles because you never know it might be you. And former head coaches, you you see it now. Some guys are, are being like uh, what's my man who used to run Tampa Bay for that one year. He's now like a wide receivers coach, from head coach to wide oh, receivers uh, coach. Like that. Oh, what was his name? <laughs> Y'all know you talking about. Yeah, he's, he's at that level. It might not be wide, right? It might not be wide yeah. receivers, but it's a similar level of coaching. Uh, damn, what else did y'all get into, man? That was kind of. Well, I guess uh, Zeke. Uh, I Zeke. didn't think Zeke would talk be the about one to back down. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, about Zeke contract. Yeah, I, I didn't think Jerry would be the one to back down, but uh, Jerry, you know, kind of looked at things realistically and said, okay. If I don't have him and we don't make the playoffs or our season gets a little, you know, rough because we don't have him, then, you know, it's a wasted season. But if I give him this money and more than likely two, three years we'll end the contract, he'll never see the full life of this deal. But he got a boatload of guaranteed money, so it works best for him. You're paying for prime anyway with running backs. When they turn 29, 30, you're not going to pay them. So why the hell wouldn't running backs try to force their hand now and get paid? Kind of sad how Melvin Gordon's situation went, but uh, Zeke did the right move. I didn't think he would win. I thought Jerry would wait him out, and eventually Zeke would cave, but it went the other way. So, salute to, you know, his agent for getting that done. Yeah. Now, it, 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 it was crazy because, like I said, once the deal came out, I'm like, and what was all the, the public posturing for if they were just going to, you know, make him the highest paid running back anyway? And you could have just done that from the door. All he wanted – was to have at least a, a number, a facade that looked better than Ty Gurley's. You did right. that in the in the eleventh hour. You could have done that a long time ago and had the dude in camp. Maybe they yeah. wanted him to get that rest. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's negotiation, no matter what. So you know, he was doing what he was doing in the media, try to get a stronger hand on it. But uh, Zeke held firm, and it didn't work. So we'll see. Melvin Gordon appears to be holding firm. But it ain't looking good for him. Looks like he's gonna miss games. But when the Chargers roll out little a little Eckler as a feature back and he gets broken in half, Phillip Rivers is gonna be in that front office, you know, filth flooring filth, not curse words, but angry yeah. Christian fifteen kids guy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I kinda think the Chargers are playing that the wrong way as well. Because the Chargers are one of those teams that have this this like now or never type window. So Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can afford to to be like that with one of their star players, but maybe they just you know just telling him like you're really not that good. Maybe they don't think they think he's as good as B. Austin thinks he is. <laughs> right now, 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 I know y'all are probably talking about AB. So okay, so if you're AB, the flip out time would be after week one, after week two, after the money's already you know been deposited. <laughs> I don't I don't know why he's he's pushing this hard right now as opposed to waiting a little bit. Right. But yeah, A B may be a little off. But overall yeah, Especially like after after the money deposit and after like two good games where you show them that you need me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I well, don't know. What... Remember, they're not trying to win though. So this is this is a circus, they're just selling tickets. If you're doing a full rebuild and you're getting young players and picks 
and then you're telling me you trade a bunch of picks to bring in a 30-plus-year-old wide receiver. Okay, you're not really doing a rebuild. You're using him to sell tickets because it's hard to sell tickets in Oakland when you already told the city you're moving. So you've got problems. That's why you agreed to hard knock. Al Davis is rolling over in his grave. His son, as the owner, is giving over power to a head coach, for one. Uh, they got a player who's doing whatever the hell they want to. Meanwhile, Al paid Marcus Allen to sat him on the bench because that's how real he was about this one. Like, <laughs> man, father your sons, man. Don't let your sons grow up to have that hair and no backbone. Like, things things can look real bad for your legacy, bro. Like, this is – and Al Davis is one of the owners I actually respect to, at a certain level. You know what I mean? One of the few. He's a gangster. Rest of the world, yeah. Good stuff, man, as usual. And hopefully, we will wrap to you next week so we can talk about what happened in week one. (laughs) What's going on? All day. All right, man. Peace. Yes, sir. All right, you too. Um, All right, we got Jimmy in New York. Been waiting a while. Sorry about that, Jimmy. You're in the war room. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I, I just like to say people like to complain about the football players and think they know what they go through on the daily basis. Like, the thing is, being a football player, it ain't an easy thing. Like, there's injuries, there's bills, there's everything. Like, after after a celebration and everything, we go to the locker room, hang out. Like, it's, it's not all fun and games, I can tell you that. Like, have any right. of you ever been to a Super Bowl locker room party? I no, I have not. Like it, I no, I have not. <laughs> well, the thing is, even the even the players with injuries try to party it out as best as they can, but the medication can only go so far. Like the last one I went to, it sounded like this. <laughs> <laughs> about to tell him like yeah man I was reading this thing about Rob Gronkowski and how he was crying and all of that after they just won the Super Bowl but then I'm figuring out you know <laughs> Jimmy was he was he was calling us the clown um uh we had Rob on the line from Mountain Cali he's gone all right Rob holla all right so before we get into some other stuff because we are as usual we always run over on stuff that we don't really want to talk about that long. Um the quote of the week, hey, yo, man. Dad, the quote of the week. Quick. Uh-huh. I'll ask you a question real quick and it has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. But um I didn't watch the most recent episode of Snowfall, but like the way my social media is set up, nobody ruined it, but everybody just keep putting like holy ish snowfall or what the F snowfall. Was it really that good, cuz? Yeah, yeah. It, it was a very surprising ending. To, to this episode. Oh, it's, oh, was um, it was it like cliffhangerish or something? I guess you can call. It, I, I'm like I don't know if I would describe it that way. I, really, all I, I, I got I got to put it like this. I got to get into it because everybody's going crazy on my timeline on every. Me- 
Right. The ending to this episode was more like a, a season finale, and I don't think the season finale is until next week or something like that. So you like, okay, okay how are they going to do this next week? But I, I have... I got to get my bag. My thought on what it could be. So when you when you catch up, let me know. No, but I told you I'll earlier, you know, I was actually yeah. upset that I watched it because usually I like Snowfall so much. You know, it's like crack, no pun intended. But I... <laughs> I'd be fiending, but I try to let, you know, maybe three or four episodes go by. So when I do watch it, I could just sit home alone, watch it, and binge for a little while. This episode yeah. is probably, I probably got that feeling the most. Like, damn it, I shouldn't have watched that because I want to, you know what I'm saying? You you immediately, you want to yeah. know right now what's happening in the next episode, and and you gotta wait a week. So I probably should have just waited. Yo, so that joint, let social media that blow up, ignore it, and then watch them both next week. That joint is the opposite of power. Yo, power is powerless right now. <laughs> Yo, power on some low voltage right now. Yo, man. that I don't know joint, what they doing. That joint <laughs> is like a tub of feces. Yo, and by the way, real quick, um, before you before you give uh the the last point, um. That Wu Tang series is absolutely fire. It's only three episodes up so far. I heard they're gonna drop three and then drop like one a week or something like that. But it's fire. Are they dropping them anywhere else after the fact? Because I don't have Hulu yet. I was gonna wait till I could bundle oh, it with I the Disney Joe. So. <laughs> oh, I don't. Even, I don't even think so. Get you a free trial, my G. All right. So um, yeah. No, no, no. I might have to do that, but. I wait till all the episodes are out so I can watch it all at once. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, so quote of the week, um, and this is back into the world of basketball. This is the NBA. This is Kobe Bryant talking about load management. So he was asked about load load management. He said, "What the hell is that? I don't know what that is. That's crazy. You've got a lot of people paying their hard earned money to watch you perform. It's your job to be in shape." It's your job to perform at that level every single night. And and as a competitor, I'm not ducking-ish. Those are the words of one Kobe Bean Bryant when asked about load management. Do y'all agree with that? Yo, um, I semi-agree. Um, I understand the whole idea because it kind of harkens back to the point that Naj made. And coaches are thinking about the big picture. Um, so I get it, but also get Kobe's point too. And, but here's the one thing that bothered, that's bothered me about retired Kobe Bryant. Retired Kobe Bryant has bothered me a little bit. Right. And (laughs) I hate to say this because I'm a Lakers guy and I, and I love Kobe, but, uh, pause that. But it's like, as I watch Kobe in retirement and watch Mike in retirement, it like, it, it kind of like shows me the difference between those two cats. Right. Um, because Kobe does like, not that he has to do it, but he does a lot of telling us how great he was. Right? A lot of tough talk. And oh, a lot of tough talk, a lot of telling us how great he was and how he did this. When the difference is Mike doesn't do that. Mike let everybody else tell you. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like Kobe is constantly out there every week telling us like how hard he worked and how he was all about this. And, and you know yo, what, though? When you hear about Mike, it's from other people. We are- we also talked about this before, and this could be the reason why. Kobe might do that because he feels like he has to. I mean, we've already seen conversations go on for the last year and a half where he's already starting to, to be forgotten. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and yeah I it is that, corny like to have dog. to toot your own horn, 
But he might be put in a position right now me, where he has to toot his own horn because cats forgot real quick. Like they Yo, just skipped over it, him. Like, the argument ain't even about it's him. like the greatest cats. Like I've never heard Hakeem Olajuwon tell me how great he is because Robert Ori is out there singing his praises anytime he gets his camera in front of his face. Like he got his own uh, own publicist out there. Like Kobe needs to like hire um, Trevor Ariza, somebody to go out there and talk on He coming. I'm about to say that's the thing though. Kobe doesn't have teammates. At least, you know, he the only the teammate that he probably was closest with, cat like Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher thinks he's that good. <laughs> like Derek Fisher thinks he's That's way true. better than he really was. So he's not gonna be out there blowing anybody else up. But you're right, he needs himself like a Robert Ory or, or somebody like that. But he doesn't have that. Kobe, you know, cats ain't like him all like that. Yo, Kobe and actually the crazy part gets is- more he actually gets more coal off from his competitors. But but like you said, they have to be asked. Cats like Robert Ory just go out yo, there and, and, and coal off Elijah Wong for no reason. Yo, just and to the crazy somebody part about else Robert Ory is Robert Ory, Robert Ory played with Kobe. Robert Ory hmm. played with Kobe, Shaq, and Duncan. But for some reason, he's Elijah Wong's agent. Like, <laughs> he well, played with Duncan. He played, he played, with, played him. with Duncan, and he said that. He played with them at a at, with Elijah at a young age. He probably was the most impressionable. <laughs> so, so he, yo, he is Elijah Wan's. He's Elijah Wan's de facto publicist. And the yo, thing you remember about that Mike time? Is, and this is also they were talking about somebody else, and he just started dogging him, talking about how Elijah probably was Tim Duncan, his own teammate. It was. It was. That, it was. He just came at Tim's neck like, yo, he can't deal with keen though. Yo, he played. He said, "He said I played with him, and he's not on the same planet as Elijah Wan." I was like, "Damn!" Damn. But the thing is, though, what's 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 crazy about it is like, and it, and you know, I I got my Mike slander, um, and I love slander Mike, but I gotta give Mike credit for that. Like Mike doesn't do that, and Mike has dudes that absolutely hate him. Tell you how good he is. Like his own teammates hated him, but they still tell you like, "Yo," and and to me that like you know, and I and maybe you're right. Kobe feels like he has to, but it just comes off like. I just get sick of it. Like, dude, like, we get it. Like, you don't have to come on TV and tell us how hard you worked every day. Like, let somebody else do it. I mean, plus, plus, you can easily manipulate the media. I mean, Kobe could put a word in and for for somebody to bring something up where his old competitors have to say something. He just got to learn how to manipulate the media so he doesn't have to do it himself. Because we know damn yeah, well, man. you know, Brian is a media expert. Brian <laughs> know. With the dude, Yo, but think, but think know, about this, need, Think about all the other know, greats. If he needed a steam stroke. Think about all the other greats that played during our time, right? Like, Larry Bird doesn't toot his own horn. Like, you know, Magic doesn't toot his own horn because he's too busy tooting Bird's horn, Pauls. Or maybe not. Um, that's what I'm saying. That's the thing. Mike he got do it. Everybody got an advocate. So they don't... Yeah, man. But, I mean, but, but even in their case, I mean, they just don't feel <clears> the need to have to care. I guess Kobe just can't get over it, but even and cats I think, like Bird, I think that's like what bothers me. Dudes, I think that's I think that's what bothers me. These days, who didn't even see Bird play, but they say stuff like what what Zeke and and Rodman said when he was in the league. Like you hear a lot of people saying Larry Bird was overrated because he's white. You ever seen him play? No, but <laughs> I saw highlights. Of, but, well, but that's, that's even but worse. That's what you saw highlights of Bird, and you think he was overrated because he's white. That's even worse than if you but saw I him. I think that's what that. bothers me. I think that's what bothers me is that he comes off like he feel like he like he couldn't he can't just let things be. Like Kobe hasn't given us enough time to actually miss him. You know what I mean? Like 
he hasn't been retired long enough for him to be out and about talking about how great he was himself at this point. Like mm-hmm. he hasn't given a chance to be like to to miss him actually. Yeah, but Mike, the, who he wants to be like the most in life, Mike left in '98 and you know was still the center of conversation for a long time after. Kobe like, damn, I left like a year ago and. <laughs> They already skipping over me. This cat's out here talking about Dwayne Wade was better than me. So I don't know. Dog, that's because this. of the times we live in, though. Like, like <laughs> yo, we on to the next thing extremely fast. Like Bron is about yeah. to be old news soon. <laughs> Zion. Nah, I don't think Zion gonna be able Not to hold it. Yo, gonna Zion gonna be, gonna be trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all that tank all that tank all that tanking for Zion and my man gonna average like eleven and six. <laughs> I, I think because of his athleticism, he has to he has to average at least at least nine boards. Just because Yo, he, he don't jump. average ten boards. Although his athleticism, watch, I guarantee yo, by the end of the first season he ain't gonna be able to jump no more. That's the I was about to say the thing, even if he turns out not to be that good, he'll be the type of dude that won't be considered a fool. Well, they're gonna consider him a bust if, because of the hype. The hype is real. But he'll be able to stick in the league and still be coveted because he's gonna be a walking double double. Like you said, if he loses he gonna be that Kenyan, he already walks like he already walks like he had knee replacement last week, or at least needs it. Um Yo, yeah, he, if he loses he, that. He, high, first of all, how are you gonna get that flat footed jump shot off in the league? I don't see it. That's one. Two, he gonna be like Kenya Martin. People forget yo, when Kenya Martin was in college, he had extreme bunnies. Scott, you but said the only he, people that big know, up is Kobe are Lakers fans though. Now, that's not true, but <laughs> but but they you know they definitely they ride for Kobe, but. Listen, I, don't I, I like the I like and, the and, and the people I'm, who I'm, don't know. Yeah, it's it's mostly personal. I'm being objective when I say that, um, Skyview, because like it just bothers me. Like like I love I love to watch the legends when they like I love like the um little round tables they used to do with like the NBA round table joint to do NBA T V. I like all mm-hmm. that. I, but I love when other legends big up the legends. I like to see somebody out there that played at his caliber constantly like you know just telling us how great they were. He needs to sit around um, and do interviews with Tracy McGrady more. <laughs> Tracy be on yeah. his wood. Or Gilbert. <laughs> or Gilbert. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why he, he just needs to do need to go on Gilbert's podcast. Let them talk. <laughs> Yo, he Let needs to hire Smush Parker. I'm pretty sure Smush could use a check right now. Hire Smush <laughs> Parker. Go around and be my publicist. Smush <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, stat of the week. Um this is this is it, it sounds crazy, but like what can you do? Joe Ingles, who's gonna make eleven point nine five million dollars in the NBA this season, will make the same amount of money as all the WNBA players combined. So basically their whole league has a payroll of eleven point nine million dollars. Joe Ingles, who's you know I mean, by NBA standards, that's a pretty low salary. <laughs> He's going to make the same amount of money as all of them combined. That definitely sounds crazy. Like, we've talked about this issue and why it's impossible for them to expect to be paid like NBA players. 
But this might be borderline ridiculous. And where the hell is B. Austin? Because his microphone is on and I ain't heard Bo in like 20 minutes. Um, yo, I don't know. I think you got kidnapped. But yo, it's, um, I got a, I got another, I got another quick stat of the week for you, Dev, that I just read and I found this interesting. Um, a, a, report, a study was done and they found out that this past year, actually the end of 2018, was the first year in over 30 years that high school sports participation has decreased across the country. Damn. Like, people there's less about. people playing sports in, across all sports. And with, the reason I read it, I was reading a report about, like, uh, now, is it high school is it age, or is it, just for, is it just for high, no, high school, school, like, schools in particular? High no, the reason, I'm, the reason I'm saying that is because a lot of these kids are starting to put all of their apples, especially in basketball realm, into into the AAU basket. So some of these dudes don't even care yeah. about playing on their high school teams anymore because that's not what's going to get them to the next level. So that's why I asked that, like, because that could be separated. Yeah, from well, it's it's, a, it's across it's across all sports, and it's like um um a check of they do it every they do it every year of high schools across the country, how many people are participating in the, um in the various sports. So it's across yeah. the board. Less people are playing football, basketball, baseball. High, less people play all sports. But there's an increase in the whole. Uh, they, and they, what they think it is is esports, because esports right. is taking off to the point people would rather people would rather compete in front of their screen <laughs> than actually go a, outside. I was say because you can be an athlete while sitting on your ass. <laughs> you can be an athlete. I mean, when when they, make, the make dude the who won the Fortnite made more than a person. Yo, I, I saw that the U.S. Open winner made less than the boy that won the Fortnite jump. Well, the according to what the stat we just read, the Fortnite boy make like almost a third of what the WNBA makes. The whole thing. So yeah, how about that? <laughs> Damn, how about that? <laughs> Will make like almost a third of what all WNBA players made in one tournament. Yo, he makes a third of a professional basketball player who has to get up and like basically live that life every day, all day. Every day from three years old to forty. Um, and just want to give a quick shout out to Michael Lorenzen of the Cincinnati Reds for becoming the first player since Babe Ruth in 1921 to hit a home run, play center field and earn the win as a pitcher in the same game. And, of course, he did it against our Philadelphia Phillies, F-O-H. Top um, in, coach. I'm so real quick, man, we got to fly through these um these grind topics so we can get these picks in. But um, y'all can check out our website at warroomsports.com. Just while you're there, you know the drill. Take 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 your time, look around. But if you want to talk to us about any of these NFL types, well, basically, if you want to call in and tell us who's going to win the Super Bowl this year, give us your picks. You know, this is the time um, to do that. So give us a call three two three four one zero 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 one two. Press one when prompted. If you're already <laughs> listening from your phone, just press one if you want to talk. But let's fly through this. Grind time. Yeah. I would have just skipped them, My but it's I'm, I'm laughing. one or two I'm, that I want to. I'm laughing at Casey Mack. Casey Mack said in the, the chat that um for the group chat that uh all somebody got to do is bring up some rape allegations. Maybe Kobe will shut up. <laughs> probably. Dang <laughs> no, 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 him. Yeah, he bodied him. Bodied him. <laughs> anyway, man. 
Let's talk about what happened this past week while you were on the grind, which is brought to you by Sports the Book. Bottom line, best sports book ever written. Go to sportsthebook.com or go to our hub of warfromsports.com and get the book. But read that ish. Talk about what happened. Are you on? Talk about these things. <laughs> You know what I mean? Shot that robbed me from 212. Yo, um, JaVale McGee's home was robbed while he was on family vacation in Hawaii. Um, man. Uh, yeah, this, that's, that's this is crazy. That y'all crib robbed while you're on vacation. Right. The, the funny part about it is, you know, because uh, his, his family, his, his, cousin, his older cousin, is a very good friend of ours. Um, and I knew that they were on this vacation because it was like a whole, you know, McGee family vacation. There was a lot of live videos and all of that kind of stuff coming from it. And I was sitting there like, yeah. man, it, it's kind of difficult because we had that conversation in the chat the other day about, you know, how we handle stuff when we go out of town. But, you know, there's nobody really, you know, JaVale, I don't have JaVale McGee money. So people not really looking to run up in my crib just because they know that I'm not home. But it's also crazy that in a world of transparency, which is why a lot of times, you know, I, I pull some of my friends to the side, like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't post that. Maybe you shouldn't post this and and hope that they mm-hmm. would do the same for me. I know Jimmy and I do that for each other um, at times yeah. because in a world of transparency where everybody's just trying to be friendly. Well, some people be trying to start, but, but in a, and, you know, but everybody's just trying to be transparent. A lot of the stuff, like, like even the stuff that I've said to you, I mean, that, that goes, all of that stuff revolves around your business. But it's like some stuff people yeah, are going to yeah. look at, and they're only going to look at it uh-huh. as some personal stuff. But, you know, th- th- this is a family. They were having a good time. All the videos I saw, everybody's dancing on the beach and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, then I you hear this. I saw them because... But I saw, I saw, um, you know, because, uh, you know, the same people oh. on the gram, right. they was it was getting it in. I was like, they ain't having a ball. Right, you know, right. I saw this story. I'm like, ooh, that's ugly. And by some of the messages I saw going towards him on the thing, I think maybe he might have, like, did that. Like, he might have took the whole family to Hawaii, you know, little summer, little end of the summer vacation, which is a great thing to do. And then this kind of stuff happens. Um, so the story goes, you know, while he was out of town, somebody broke into his house, of course, he was robbed of at least $200,000 in cash and jewelry and one of his championship rings. Because he has two, I believe, with the, with the Warriors. Um, for some reason, they only stole one of them. Like, the way that some of this Yo. stuff goes down, you kind of think it's somebody that may have been in his house before. Like, certain things they didn't take. They knew exactly where to go check, and take stuff. Check that cousin who left vacation early. Right. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> So yeah, but but uh, shout out to uh, first of all the McGee family and and the homie. Um, uh, this is an unfortunate situation for for Javale, man. I hope. Yeah, it is. But I don't, you know, I don't want this to because you know this is a this is an honest situation. But I was about to say I hope maybe Golden State does something nice and you know remakes the ring for him. But if if they start that precedence, then Cat's gonna be out there. Like, yo, I lost my ring. <laughs> yo, Cat's gonna be setting the jokes up. The jokes gonna be set up. Like, yo, I ain't got gonna, that job. Yeah, they gonna be selling them. I mean, my thing is this, man. Thing. Like, shout out to Javale, It's man. funny because because I was thinking about this when I saw the story. Because um, 
you know, I'm, I'm out of town often. I'm like, yo, I'd be drawn when I'm out of town because I always post pictures. One of the only times I generally post on social media is like sometimes when I'm like out. But that's no, when I'm out of town, I'm really places and showing things. But you know, if I'm yeah, yo, food, me and you I'm both out of town because it ain't food. regular ish that I'm Yeah, you gotta home. show that food, dog. You, you can't show the food. I just want everybody to know. You can't show the food. When I go out of town, we always leave somebody in the crib, and you know what I mean. My father. Oh yeah. I mean, he got a lot of guns. I laughed about so, it. Yeah, you know, that's, that that's the actual point I was getting to. The point I was getting to, I actually thought about it. And I, I was telling my wife, I was like, you know, it's crazy because somebody can break your head. They can't really take nothing. Like, the way the world is set up these days, I'm so digital. Um, Shot the fuck flesh, but I'm so digital. Like, right. I don't have books, movies. I don't keep cash in the house. Like, I don't have, I don't wear jewelry. I got a smartwatch. So you break your head, you ain't really going to get nothing. You want good. You yeah. got TV? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Like TV you know, cost that much no more. Breaking in, try to mine your cryptocurrency. They got to find a computer to do yeah, that. Yeah, like, what you going to do? Like, <laughs> you might as well do that for like, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to have to just cut yo, everything off. I'm worried off about cybersecurity. Right. <laughs> if I wasn't, yeah, you know, if, if I happen to not leave somebody house sitting, like, I'm going to watch you the whole time. So. <laughs> Pretty much. Yo, that, that too. Camera's all set up. I'm like, yo, what you doing? I'm gonna turn the lights on and scare the hell out of you so you can run out. Like, yo, somebody will break my crib and steal all my toiletries. Yeah, come back with no toilet tissue or deodorant. About to invent something, man. I'm about to, I'm about to get like digital guns in the ceiling, (laughs) in the walls, in the ceiling. Yo, (laughs) so you press the button on the wall while you trying to watch Snowfall. I know. Light your ass up. Hit yourself. Light yourself up. Somebody hit the button. Hit the button. (laughs) Slammy gonna come lay you out. Yeah, Yo, that, ain't, that ain't no good. All you gotta I do is set up. All you gotta do is set up one of them like uh, speaker Jones where if somebody breaks in, you start talking to them like, "No, dog." Yo, because mm-hmm. I, I have an uncle, right? I'd be like, and "You're in the wrong uncle, closet." Like, uh, money over I have an uncle. Like everybody don't. But one of my uncles like leaves his car door unlocked every night, and I'd be like, "Yo, you crazy?" He'd be like, "Look, if somebody gonna steal it, they gonna steal it." But he's like, "I don't leave nothing in the car, and I don't want to have to pay for someone breaking the glass just to find out I don't have nothing." <laughs> yeah, he's like, 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 "Yo, like, yeah, I, just, just I, open it up and look." But some people are petty. Like, they'll open it up. Look, nothing's in there, and then they'll break something just because they're mad that, that that you didn't have anything. Yeah, man. I know a boy. I know a boy back in the day when cats used to get stuck up for their jackets. He got shot like that because he ain't had that, and the boy got so mad that he was broke. He shot him anyway. Yeah, but that's even here over there, man. Petty, man. You gotta be hard up to shoot somebody because they don't have something. All right, yo. Back um, in the day, cause. Cats don't relate to that. We came up used to give cats used to get robbed for their sneaks and jackets. That was like part of life. Oh no! All right. So what happened while we was on the ground? Because we literally have like two, three. Yeah, minutes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, man, Lonzo Ball, just man. Just the bar, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. <laughs> yeah, Lonzo Ball. Yo, be awesome. I hope you. I hope you safe, good brother. But Lonzo Ball, man. Um, he came out and basically was like, "Yo, my my old sneaks is trash because my manager had to carry around several pairs because they rip every quarter." So. He really, uh, he really keeping him right now in his feelings, and is letting all yeah, that the hammer he's go. He's telling his pop. I'm sure his pop, like, yo, why are you doing interviews telling people this? Because you know his dad. Like, if you watch their little Facebook show, his dad still has dreams of making this brand take off. He, I, I think he thinks because Lonzo, we all know the reports that he, quote unquote, is stepping away from the brand. I, st- I think Levar thinks that he can get him back involved in it. I mean, but he also knows that without Zoe, like, there is no brand. Like, he ain't got the bread to even do anything. Um, 
But yeah, you know, though these four hundred and ninety five dollar shoes, you telling us that the man the boy Demo had to carry like four pairs per night because they ripped every quarter. <laughs> and said so, that some of his playing deficiencies were due to the shoes that he was wearing. Um, he said he spoke to the dude Allen when he was still with the company, um, because he was telling Allen, like, yo, I'm not gonna wear these no more, man. I'm gonna just wear something wear something else. It was Allen's idea for him to wear different brands every night because he was like, okay, if you're not going to wear them, I don't want you to just promote one brand. So if you're going to do that, then do that for me. You know, wear some Nikes this night, wear some Adidas that night, blah, blah, blah. So remember that time early in his career when he kept switching up? That was because mm-hmm. Allen told him to do that because his Zo 2s that were 495 were Trizash. And watching Lonzo interview, and I watched some of his interviews uh, with Big Boy, it's like he was so much more likable when he just didn't talk and his father did all right. the talking. Now he's coming off as a little, guy, like, a little arrogant and yeah, hasn't and, proven that he needed to kind, be that way. Kind of stupid. Like, you know, sometimes it's best like just to keep your mouth shut because then nobody know you're a fool when you're quiet. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know. The future is better than Nas comments. Like, yeah, just keep your mouth shut so we don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yo, and that one is I. I wouldn't even bring it. I'm just saying, by in general, like his whole his whole persona, his whole sw- hate the word, but his whole swag is like different dog, swag. No, like, yo, he just yeah. he just, he just ball, at least not in the in the arena that we know you from. And I'm a and I'm an advocate. Like I'm always telling people, I think Lonzo is a good player and will be. I think he can a play. very good player. Like, he talking. But, yeah. No, he talked mm-hmm. heavy. He talked like he already got uh, four or five MVPs, <laughs> like ten All Star appearances. You would think that it. he's one of the top ten players had, in the league. The way he talks in interviews. I guess they all have some Levar in them somewhere. You just had to bring it exactly. out. Exactly. Then again, like, as you said, yeah. How about that? Like that. That's uh-huh. who was. You know, he talked. He talked heavy though. Anyway, yeah. man. Um, inspire change. Uh, shot to inspire change. You know what I mean? Um, and all and all the sickle fans that love inspire change. They uh now. donated four hundred thousand. They love it before. <laughs> they love four. They donated four hundred k to the Chicago youth groups. Um, the greatest thing about Inspire Change and the Jay Z partnership to me is just all the headlines, because you know it's just further proof that people think you're stupid. The headlines be drawn, and headlines really don't say exactly what the story is saying, but. You know, shout out to headline writers out there. Right, because all of the headlines for that story are saying Rock Nation and the NFL donate four hundred thousand dollars. And 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 the funny thing about it is, a lot of people are posting it because it was on a lot of different. It was on a lot of hip hop websites. You notice a, a lot of these links are like the source, um, hip hop DM X whatever that joint is. But it's a lot of hip hop sites, complex places like that that are posting it. And then a lot of the people who are reposting it, they don't give a damn about the kids in Chicago. They're posting it as a, see, we told you Jay-Z was going to do something. People are forgetting because the headline says Rock Nation and and the NFL donate this, which would make no sense anyway because the NFL is paying Rock Nation for a service. So why would they be getting together on some, you know, some philanthropy, some donations? inspire change when you actually read the article that's where the money is coming from this is the initiative created by malcolm jenkins and Quan bolden and the players coalition in which they were called sellouts for getting that money earmarked um for these particular causes 
But now that they're actually doling out some of the money publicly, the NFL, like they knew what they were doing from jump, they're going to have these headlines come out with the superstar because they want to get more attention for the donations. Because think about it, Jim, we hadn't heard anything about the, the Players Coalition and the, uh, the Inspire Change Initiative donations that were going out prior to the whole Jay-Z thing, but we never heard about any of them. But now you have somebody that can drive media. So when you actually mm-hmm. do a donation, no matter how big or how small, everybody's going to hear about it. But the only thing is they're giving people credit for these donations who really have nothing to do with that money. <laughs> bottom line, the NFL Yo, is man. money. And the, and the other part of the bottom line is the P- Players Coalition are the ones who made the deal to to earmark that money for these causes. But now all you see is people Yo, who are man. trying to defend Jay-Z. I, I like, gotta... Jay-Z gave 400000 No, he didn't. I got to credit Jay-Z. When I hear this story, I got to credit Jay-Z because Jay-Z, I'll give him credit for this. Mel has done something that he's He's the he's the goat of leveraging himself. Is, oh, is he? Is, that is like is he, he? Yo, he leveraged being Jay Z to do so many amazing things, like on <laughs> on a business side. That I gotta give him is credit he? for that. Like the, the the leverage of saying, "Yo, this is me." Now you want to give me this equity, or you going to do this? Or that it's sort of like a um a story that was in a I forgot which uh, publication had it, but it was online. I read it nonetheless. It was talking about his wife and how. She'd be leveraging writing credits on her song. Like, right. yo, I'm going to let you write, write a song. You're going to give me a certain percentage of it. Yeah, and <laughs> if you don't, then you're not going to write a song for me. Like, And I didn't even get mad at that. I'm like, yo. Isn't that kind of why she and, and um, Carrie Hilson were beefing a little bit? Because she got yeah, credit for stuff yeah. that Carrie Hilson had written. Something like that. But the thing um, is, like, no, Carrie Jay Hilson, is you going to take Jay 50% of that. a Beyonce song or 100% of, like, you know, um, Janet down a block. Like, what you going to do? Make your choice. He definitely to go to that though, because he, like, in a lot oh. of stuff, like Jason, he, he, he has such little equity in some stuff that he does, but becomes the face of it, and that that's amazing in itself. Jay Z was social media marketing before there was social media marketing. You know what I mean? Like now but the, people, but the, you but get the paid play, this amount, like, this amount of money to tweet even, because of who you even, are. Jay Z was real tweeting on y'all before there was social media. Yo, but I don't, I don't even, I don't even knock him for that. Like a lot of people knock him, like he only owned point two percent. I'm like, yo, but he leveraged that to do other stuff because, right. he, because he. I got mean, and it was also enough to make there. y'all think that he owned the whole thing, so it really don't matter. He play, he plays the long game, dog. He plays the long game, and I got to give him credit for that because I don't like listen. Watching this whole thing, I have my opinions on both sides, you know. Um. As your president would say, there's a there's good people on both sides. But um, <laughs> I have my opinion on both sides. But at the end of the day, like I find this hilarious to me now. Like, yo, Malcolm Jenkins, man, like how how does he feel? Right. And I just found that out. Like he was another one that was a little skeptical of that partnership. And I would have thought that they had something to do with the partnership since they were thrown around the Inspire Change Initiative, you know, with Jay-Z's name. So I figured they were all in cahoots. I read today that the Players Coalition didn't even know about this. So the NFL basically, you know, like, okay, we're going to bring in this superstar (laughs) 
um, and tie him to the initiative that you created, but we don't feel a need to meet with you guys and, and at least tell you about how we're about to Brody your whole uh, situation. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting to, to see how everything's playing. I think the more I learn about this whole thing, the worse it kind of looks, but hey, like whatever. Because to um, me, it, come, it comes off to as me long like the youth in Chicago like and other places are, are getting something out of it. I'm 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 happy. <laughs> it's I'm like happy. they're trying to cover up. Like it's sort of like man, it, it's weird because it's like things come out, people have a reaction, and it's like they're trying to cover up for the reaction, but it's like they're seemingly making things worse. Right. All right. Well, it's we'll, we'll talk about it more. We got like ten minutes, and yeah, we got to make make these picks for the season. Uh, quick birthday shout out. Uh, uh, Nazi Muhammad turns 42 today. Uh, Dennis 3D Scott is 51 years old. I swear Dennis Scott has like three birthdays per year. Like you don't, you don't remember me giving Dennis Scott birthday shoutouts like last <laughs> month and like six months before that. Dennis Scott, like I guess that's why they call him 3D. I don't know. Willie Galt, that's a, that's a blast from the past. Willie Galt, Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> um, shout out to Kev. Skyview. I know Willie Gulp, probably one of your fam- uh, favorites. He turns 59. And we want to give a, an RIP shout out to um, Dennis from the Temptations Daddy. Um, as you all know, he died a long time ago this week. Um, to that be exact, the 3rd of September. When my daddy died. <laughs> yeah, the 3rd of September was a day you all remember. Because that was the day. Yo, man, rest in peace, daddy, man. Daddy got a rest, bad, rest bad rap. Papa. Papa was a rolling stone. Um, the, the bad part about it is when he died, all they left him was alone. But we want to give a birthday shout out and, and a rest died. in peace death day shout out to to Dennis's daddy. Um, salute to everybody. Day. All right, real quick, we 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 can't take any more calls because like less than ten minutes left. We got to get this in. Um, NFL rap. Let's. Let's let's wrap about it real quick. Let's just give out these yes, sir. predictions for the season, and we can start with the actual Pain. individual awards. Diction? <laughs> Pain. Yo, you want me to go first on this? Though, I don't know where the hell be off of this. No, real quick though, I just want to say this is I just want to say this is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies, DigitalExtremeTech.com or two six seven two zero five four two zero three. But now we can get into this, man. I mean, how you you want to want to run down each uh each thing, yeah, or you want to go like you know. The, uh, Let's run down the individual Let's, awards. I'll do one, you do yours, and then we'll right. do the we'll do the conferences right, and the Super Bowl and all that some, stuff. So right, coach of the year. Stuff, so. <laughs> coach of the year, I'm going I probably pick him damn near every year. I'm going with Fat Andy, man. I think the Chiefs, you know, they had, they had a very difficult ending to last season. So even though they're so talented, I think it's hard mentally to get these dudes back up to the point where they want to do this all over again. I'm going to go with Andy Reid on that because I think he'll get it done. Um, come Comeback player of the year, I'm going to give that to Le'Veon Bell. Um, he lost a lot of money in the process, but he's going to come get it back. Um, defensive rookie of the year, man. I don't want to, but I'm going to have to go with the MAGA master, um, Nick Bosa. Um, he's going to be out there making America great again. Offensive rookie of the year, I'm going <laughs> to go with Josh Jacobs. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs. I think he's going to get a lot of touches um, in that backfield. Um, 
he's going to put up some numbers. Defensive player of the year, man, I want to go with Aaron Donald because it's like, you know, I'm going to keep doing that until proven otherwise. I'm going to go with the youngster in Cleveland, man. Miles Garrett is going to wreak havoc in the offensive backfield this year. So I'm going to go with Miles Garrett over Aaron Donald. Offensive player of the year, I'm going to go with Quan, Saquon Barkley. And MVP, I'm going with a repeat. I think the young Buck Mahomes is going to do it again, and I need him to do it again because he's on my fantasy team. So let's go get that MVP again, Pat Mahomes. Who you got, Jim? Yo, this is fire because we don't have none of the same picks in anything. Because I'm, <laughs> yo, I didn't want to. All right, here's my thing. Coach of the year. All right, this is going to sound crazy, but I got Frank Reich from the Colts. Right, I really feel like um, everybody's everybody's looking down on them right now. Because you're about to say, your situation sets him up nice. That's a good pick. <laughs> Yo, I think they're going to end up, and we're going to get into this. I think they're going to sneak and win the division, and I think Jacoby Brissett's going to have a good season. But let's see the hero there. Um, comeback he, player of the year. He got a bag lately. Carson after, after Bull um, retired, he got a bag. Carson. Yeah, I'm going to go with Carson Wentz for the comeback player of the year. Defensive cool. rookie of the year, I'm going with Devin Bush. I think he's going to have um, an amazing season. I like um, Offensive rookie. Offensive Rookie of the Year, David Montgomery. Okay. Defensive Player of the Year, right? So, Defensive Player of the Year, I wanted to go Khalil Mack, but that was kind of like a little safe, but I'm going to go with Von Miller. Okay, Von. Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, who I think is going to have an amazing season. Um, It's going to be the key to this team and what they do on the season. I'm going with Alvin Kamara. And MVP, although the Offensive Player of the Year is Alvin Kamara, I think the MVP is going to be Drew Brees. So that means they're going to be out there destroying cats again. That don't sound fun for people who root for teams in the NFC, like myself. Now, we both did the same thing with the <laughs> player of the year. I think if you go Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald, you're definitely playing it safe. I just wanted to do something different. So I'm going to go with the yeah, youngster yeah. you going with Vaughn. All right, so our picks yeah. in the AFC, the division winners. I'm going Patriots in the East. Steelers in the north, not yet Browns, Texans in the south, Chiefs in the west. My two wild card teams are going to be the Chargers, and I will allow the Browns to sneak in as a wild card. Um, The AFC championship game matchup will be the Chiefs versus the Patriots in a rematch. But this time, I think the Chiefs are going to get past them and represent the AFC in Super Bowl, what is it, 54 we're on there. NFC, NFC East, I got the Eagles in the north. I got the Vikings in the south, and that's a surprise. Everybody's going bears on that. I got the Vikings creeping back into playoff contention. In the south, I got the Saints. In the west, I got the Rams, wild cards being the Bears and the Falcons. NFC Championship game, Eagles versus Saints. Super Bowl representative from the NFC, the Saints, which makes it Chiefs versus the Saints. And I got Fat Andy finally getting off the schneid and winning his wow. first Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. Who you got? Wow. Now, <laughs> mine sounds crazy, right? Because all that I said about the Saints, and I don't even have them winning their division. I got the Eagles winning the <laughs> NFC East. I, got the, I, I also have the Vikings winning the North. I got the Panthers actually winning their division, right? And then in the NFC West, I had the Seahawks winning. 
Um, well, all Jim, teams before, are before you finish, when you, you had the Panthers up there, um, I did the, the in-depth preview with Fred on cover two. I had, uh-huh. like, it, it sounds crazy. I had the Panthers, Saints, and Falcons all kind of finishing with like a 10 and six, six record. Mathematically, I don't even know if that's possible, but that's what I had. And I just had <laughs> the Saints getting the division just strictly off of tiebreakers. <laughs> Yo, I, I got the Saints being a wild card team. I got the Saints being a wild card team, and I got the Rams being a wild card team. In the NFC Championship game, I had the Saints coming from the wild card, making it to the NFC Championship game to play the Vikings. And I had the Saints beating the Vikings to go to the bowl. In the AFC, right, um, the East, I got the Patriots. Funny thing is, that's the easiest one every year. Like, as soon as we do this, I just go to the Patriots and write Patriots in. Like, that's the easiest one. Um, AFC North, <laughs> I got the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to have an amazing year. I think it's going to be like addition by subtraction with A.M. Brown going and Le'Veon going. I think they're going to get back to playing uh, quote-unquote Steelers football. I think they're going to have an amazing season. Right. I got the and Colts, they're the going to have a chip on their shoulder from all of this disrespect about the Cleveland Browns. Yep. I think Big Ben is going to have one of his best seasons. I got the Colts winning the AFC South. In the AFC West, I got the Broncos winning, and that's not a homer pick, by the way. I think that what you said actually actually played in my head. I had the Chiefs making the playoffs, but the way they went out, like with your man lining up all sides, like they're gonna I think, need I think they're gonna another MVP bit. season, like my pick, and they're gonna need Absolutely. a Coach of the Year season to get back to that. Difficult and, to go, and, like. and I'm just taking it. I'm just I'm just thinking that either either the dude's gonna take a next step and be like the next great quarterback, or he's you know. Sometimes after having a season like that, you may take a step yeah. backwards. We'll see, though. Um, I drank you know, that fantasy Kool-Aid. And I'm um I'm also putting the Browns <laughs> in as a wild card. AFC Championship game, I have the Patriots versus the Steelers. Um, And I got the Steelers beating the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl. So I have Steelers and the Saints in the bowl. And I have the Steel Curtain. I have Steelers winning the Super Bowl. All right, so what's that? Uh, seven, and um, sh- uh, shout out to Meek Mill who's who's live right now, um, performing at the NFL game. Shout out to Rock Nation and Jay Z because they make everything happen. Um, yo. I guess Megan Trainer is gonna come out and perform as well. Yo, <laughs> yo, man, listen, man, free are they selling man. the shirts? Also, like I say, man, they selling the apparel, the Inspire Change apparel. Yeah, we selling social justice Yo, everything that happens as far as Jay Z is concerned, he told you everything from 1994 yo, on in his music. I will sell water to a well. Listen, <laughs> he's gonna sell social justice. I mean, Jay Z has so much content. There's literally a Jay Z line that's applicable to everything that happens in life. Everything, I, I, you know. That's a, Everything he does and everything everybody does, there's a line that you can apply to it because he put out mm-hmm. that much poetry. But at the end of the day, man, you know, keep, keep to me, he's bell, a man. Seinfeld of rappers. I think it's a, to me, it's a <laughs> Seinfeld moment that you can equate with every moment in life. But <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, thank you, brothers, and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Um, shout out to B. Austin, wherever he went. Yeah. I hope he, he got free, that beat, free B. Austin, y'all. Yo, free B. Austin. I think, I think Pink got him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo, he just, he just, he just, he just 
bounce on us. Yo, shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, um, our group chat. The calls we called and got through, we appreciated those we couldn't get to. We apologize. Special thanks to Gus Griffin for giving us his segment as well. Although Tobias slandered everything Gus said. Um, tune in next week, live right here on demand as we review NFL week one and preview week two and catch you up on everything happening around the world of sports. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the stuff next week. And we'll see you next week. Be sure to catch our conversations, everything we do, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our blog, our webcast, network podcast. Everything can be found at the hub, which is warroomsports.com. Also, get my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com or back on the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hours show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates sweep their minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.